Puddles in the morning, puddles in the evening, puddles in the afternoon. Well, I'm a puddle boy and she's a puddle girl. The Puddles podcast is starting real soon. Welcome to uh, Puddles with Andrew Collin. I'm Andrew Collin, a.k.a. Puddle Boy, a.k.a. Dry Dick, a.k.a. Poop Hands, a.k.a. Uh, 12 Falls, a.k.a. Old Grey Balls, a.k.a. Ticklecock, a.k.a. Mice, a.k.a. Garbage Face, um, a.k.a. ATC, a.k.a. I got a great guest today. Um, she was mad at me for seven days and a half days, maybe. Uh, I'm so glad that now we are back on track, better than ever. If 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 anything, stronger. Um, on my side, at least. Um, she is a co-host of the amazing Girls Got to Eat podcast, which has been so generous to me. And uh, I've had so much fun over the last year and a half now. Two years. Two years. Uh, has it been two? Yeah, it was last. It was uh, 2018 summer. Two years of uh, of having some incredible times with this young woman, Raina Greenberg, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for thank being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Um, while you're rattling all those names off, my initial feeling was: do you do you read those off by memory, or are you writing those down? Memory. Just mem- wow, you're so talented. You know, I, I don't mean to brag, but I brag. You know, like my yeah. brain. It is weird. I actually have a very good, I can memorize really, that's like the one skill I have, you know? We all need one. I barely have one. What, what would you say your number one skill is? My beauty. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but is that a skill? Hold on one second. My computer is like stalling out. I don't know why. Hold on. How's your, you how's your service? We're good. We're good. We're okay. What, what, what change? I don't know. My computer started malfunctioning. It's fine. Let's just hope for the best. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you brought up that I was mad at you. Um, I like that your computer, you go, I go, what's your biggest skill? You go, my beauty. And your computer is like, <laughs> it freezes on a face like, a, like it's like, hey, bitch. Hey. Even the computer was like, we don't want you to make that joke. No one's going to think that that's funny. Humble yourself. Uh, <laughs> Humble. Dude. Yeah, I know. I'm glad I, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, no, thank you. I'm glad that you brought up that I was mad at you um, because you posted on Instagram that um, all these women had helped you move your career forward and you only posted Ashley 50% of the show that you were on. Uh, but it's fine. I, I'm not mad about it. I haven't um, not, not let it go. I'm fine. <laughs> Dude, I thought I had a good excuse, at least in my brain. Like, look, I posted Corinne Fisher. I did not post Christina. Christina's been on this podcast more than Corinne. So my my point is, is that Corinne booked me. So it's any woman that booked me and took a chance on me. Now, any booking after that, all gravy. And after we met, yes, you've been incredibly nice and helpful and, and not just... Um, in career but as a friend and uh and you make incredible meatballs so you know. i'm so glad that you're on record saying that when did you eat meatballs that i made you made something you made some kind of dip remember i made pulled pork oh, oh yeah, yeah for my super bowl party that was the last that was the last hoorah that was the last fun time we had in this apartment that's now just an empty vessel no one there i know what have you been doing like you just like read you just cut your toenails what do you do 
I read a lot of books. I actually have been reading like a ton. Um, I actually did not feel like super bored during like the first couple months because I feel like we like used the time to do a bunch of stuff for our business. We like redid our merchandise, redid our website, our branding, like a bunch of stuff we just never would have done if we were on tour. Um, and then recently I decided I had to get the fuck out of here. So I went upstate to deposit New York. How did you pick there? Uh, a friend of mine has a lake house there. That's how I picked it. Okay, cool. Save money. And, I love it. You're still saving money. You're a ball bit. You're a ball, a ball bitch. A baller bitch. I'm balling on someone else's budget, essentially. <laughs> Dude, I've been at my brother's for a month and a half. I don't even know if they know I'm here anymore. I'm just Do you talk to people or are you just like in the attic? I'm pretty much in the attic. No, we, we've actually, we really bonded over, like it's, it's nice. It really is. Like all jokes aside, like it's really nice to be with the nephews and, and, uh, have some real brother time. I don't know. It's, it's been good. It's been good. Yeah. I, I try to like appreciate the fact that you never would have spent this much time with your family ever. For me, like I'm not with them, but like I've never zoomed that much. I've never zoomed ever with my family. So I get to like see my dad's little cute face every day. Cause we always had somewhere to go. So it was always like, Hey dad, um, here, let's just role play. Well, this is a normal conversation before COVID. With, okay, you want to play? You want to pretend you're my dad. That's the yeah. role play we're doing? Yeah, 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 I'll be your daddy. Okay, no, no, I'll be your dad. I'll be your dad. Okay. Hey, hey Raina, what's going on? Hi, daddy. <laughs> what, how you been? How do you feel about people that call their dad's daddy? <laughs> how do you feel about women in their 30s that call their dad's daddy? <laughs> Look, he's 60-something. It works. Like he, he's, he's, getting, he's getting older. Yeah, yeah, okay. He, he loves you. I got to tell you, he doesn't remember anybody's name. He remembers no people at all. People I've been friends with since I'm, since I'm 10 years old. He remembers you. Wait, are we still doing the call? No, we're not doing role play anymore. I'm sorry. Back, back to the incest role play you want to okay, do. Okay, so hey, hey Raina, how you doing? I'm good. Yeah, that's good. So what, what you been up to? Um, I'm, he, my dad does not have a country accent. Um, <laughs> I've been eating he a lives lot of- in Dallas. He's from Pittsburgh. <laughs> hey, right. I don't even know what, what Pittsburgh people say. Uh, people say yins a lot. Have you ever heard okay, that word? Okay, so how you doing? Yins. Yins is the Pittsburgh y'all. Um, I'm good. I've been reading a lot of books and eating a lot of fried chicken. I've been really into fried chicken and dips lately. Is this before COVID? That's just always. It's pretty much always. All right. Well, that's cool. Got to go. That's about how it goes. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I like that your dad hangs up on you. It's never that way. It's always, dude, my mom, the other day I called her and she's like, hey, I got to go. I gotta, I'm playing cards. I, I got to go. And it made me feel so good to know that she doesn't want to talk to me because she has a life going on. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. your parents grew up and they got a life. Yeah. I got out of the house and then they started to enjoy their life a little bit. Yeah. And then you moved back home to their chagrin. Oh, no. I'm, I'm, yeah, I know. I, I wouldn't go back home. I wouldn't go back to Florida, I don't think. What, um, so how was Deposit New York? What was it? Were you like eat, pray, loving up there or what? Um, so I'll tell you, have you ever seen Mrs. Maisel? There was in that yes. show. The second season, they film at this summer camp. Are you familiar with this at all? Yes, I am. That is where I stayed. So that lake is Deposit New York. Um, and it's like a four-mile circumference. Like, I, I don't know why I know that. Um, my thing keeps cutting out. Um, and it was really beautiful. You're like out in the country. You go grocery shopping on farms. 
We had like a little speedboat we took out every night to drink. There's like not much out there. You just like hike and take the boat out. And like I worked outside. It was really nice to like not wake up. I live on like a super busy avenue, obviously. So I wake up to car horns and fire sirens every day. Um, so it was nice to not do that. Isn't it crazy when you get out there how quiet? Like that's the thing you notice the first day. You're like, and then you look, did you look at a tree and just want to fuck it? Like you're like, oh my God, nature. Like that's yeah, that's how I feel about all my plants. I whisper to them. Um, I just want to have sex with all of them. <laughs> I'm a plant sexual. If you had to rank top three plants to fuck, who would they be? Um, um, I really I like this cactus plant right here. That's gonna hurt that ass though. Oh, that's a good point. You can't fuck a cactus. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it'd feel great. Like just like I think that's the horniness talking. When's the last time you had sex? An hour ago with your hand or with a person yeah, yeah it was great no i actually i haven't jerked off in a little while but no with a person pre-covid march okay i know you're not you can't say that i i gave a blowjob the other day and <laughs> you got a deposit in new york I, get a de- I got a deposit in my living room um <laughs> <laughs> where point to it over there on the couch which like I will you know like my furniture is all white I don't even like when people sit on it I have nightmares about people spilling things on my white couches but cum is white so I'm like less stressed about it cum is an off-white if cum dries you're gonna see it on a white couch it's not yeah it's not like a paint it's not like (laughs) cum doesn't just like oh I can just wipe it on the wall you'll never know it's there it's a white wall well that's why you catch it in your mouth So wait, how did you meet this fine gentleman? Was um, this before deposit? This was before deposit. It was somebody that was going to be a guest on our show. Um, and I recorded with him here and then I hooked up with him a little bit. A little bit. Is that what you call it? Uh, <laughs> swallowing his cum? <laughs> what did you do? You like held hands? No, 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 no. He came in my, in my mouth. So like... Oh, I can't believe I'm telling you. Why do I tell you these things? Before we recorded, I told myself I wasn't going to tell you this, but um, whatever. Listen, it's like I've been so celibate throughout all this. I like having, I've been sexting a little bit, but that was like the only man interaction, like sexual man interaction. Listen, I was ready for it. How did it feel to have a dick in your mouth finally? I hate you so much. (laughs) Did you remember how to give a blow? No, I'm honestly worried that like, I'm going to fuck and it's going to, it's going to be sloppy. Like I'm not- I worry about that with comedy. Like I know that I'm going to get on stage, like in what, 2021 when we're allowed to get on stage again. And like, it's going to be so sloppy. It's, it's going to be worse than the sex. It's gonna, Dude. I literally am going on stage July 3rd. I, I like that. Ah, allegedly. <laughs> That's my version of swallowing cum. <laughs> allegedly you're getting on stage July 3rd. I hope you do. I don't know. I don't, I am a little conflicted about it, but. Um, so wait, so then what happened with this guy? Did you guys just, did it just end there and he just left? It was like, Hey, thanks. Did you even take your clothes off? Yeah. I took my, I was like hooking up with him. We're like messing around, you know? And it was like, honestly, nice to like touch a man again. For a mannequin? A man again. Dude, that's freaking, I can't believe it. <laughs> did you feel sexual chemistry during the recording? Yes. I like couldn't wait for it to end. Have you ever hooked up with this guy before? No. 
Interesting. It was a one-off, and I am not going to share who it was. I'm well, not we're going to figure it out. The, the episode's coming out. Yeah, you'll figure it out, but I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Um, okay, I won't. I won't lean in anymore. It's just so fun. It's uh, private. You and I. You and I could talk about it offline. Wait, where was Ashley? She Walking? was in Delaware. She was in Delaware. Oh, so you recorded with him in the room and with her on Zoom? Yeah, he came over to record. She was in Delaware. He's the first person that's been in my apartment in three months, four months. I don't know. You gotta blow like him forever. Then. I mean, it's just like I feel like we all are like so sexually pent up. We're all just ready to like be fucking crazy. Like I wouldn't just like blow a guest on like a normal day. <laughs> you know, I just feel like that's the question so right after why why didn't i blow you no 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 stop it stop you stop um so no why right after he blows in your mouth right he leaves he leaves why is the scenario in your mind that like someone just like came in my head and then like you said it to not get on the the door okay fine he just he didn't walk out the door right that second you blew him on the couch. Who cuddles on a couch after you hook up? Who said we cuddled? Like, I can hang out with people. People, like, there is value in me outside of just my sexual adventures. People you said enjoy your talking number one skill was beauty. You go, I go, hey, Raina, remember? What's your number one yeah, skill? Yeah, I remember. Uh, beauty. Yeah. Maybe he wanted to sit around and look at my beauty after. <laughs> <laughs> so he leaves, right? You feel good, right? Because this is my thing. I think I just need to fuck once and then I'm good for another three months. Quarantine-wise. I feel like we all need to get laid once every three months and we're good. We just need the taste. Right now, it's like this like fruit, forbidden fruit in our head. I think that people are going to go wild now I that like the country- people are already going wild. Wild. Like, I just think that like there are no rules. I think people just like want to get out there and touch a person and make out and just like make crazy decisions because i mean the country's probably going to get locked down again so like people are just flying out there and making crazy decisions and by the way i agree with you like i don't i think that like sex is like riding a bicycle i think that you could like not have sex for like three months or six months or a year right like you can have sex and you're fine but yeah i think that we all just need that one thing because we're like begging for it after all this time being cooped up i know i know i feel like there's going to be a window between um the first wave and the second wave, there's going to be like 60 minutes where we're all going to be fucking, boy. It's good. Oh, yeah. But Did you did you hear, or no, you're a man. You probably reached out. Did you reach out to any exes during the quarantine? Um, Ex hookups. Okay. I mean, I haven't had many exes, but like girls that like I had sex with a couple times that are awesome. Like I, I reach out to them to feel some kind of connection. And it's kind of nice because without that, we probably never would have talked again. There's a strong chance, you know? I agree. I mean, look, I mean, there was never a better time than now to reach out to people and be like, hey, what's up? It is tough because none of them, I mean, it's a good and bad thing. None of them lived in New York. So there was no like pressure to be like, you know what? Just wear a trench coat, cover your head. Don't let (laughs) anyone know that you're spreading the disease. Come over, climb through the fire escape. I'll fuck you on the fire escape. No one will know. And then you'll get out of here. You know what I mean? Like that. But, you know, they all live all over, you know, in Houston and shit. I wonder how many people were doing that. Because I just feel like in New York, I was so careful. And like, I never left the house without a mask and gloves for months. I wouldn't have seen anybody. I took I took a walk with a couple people. There's two people I took walks with. And like, that was it. But like, I never would have done anything sexual with anybody for like months. 
Well, there's definitely a time in New York. There was a time where it felt like a war zone. Like, like I went to CVS. I remember to get like Zoloft, and I was like looking at people like they were fucking zombies. You know? Yeah, it was crazy. And my anxiety was just like I was like, <laughs> like I was literally walking like especially like the aisles and in, in CVS. You like go by, and then someone like comes. You're like what? <gasps> aisle four, aisle five, aisle five's open. Go, go, go. You know? And it's like, come on, come on. And then you fucking get worried because the pharmacy is where COVID's going to be, if anywhere, you know? Oh, I went to, I went to City MD on the corner to get a coronavirus test because I was going to drive home to see my parents, like not stay with them, but see them at least. Um, and so I thought, oh, let me get the COVID test. Let me see. I went to City MD and they take your blood pressure. And the nurse was like, wow, your blood pressure is really unhealthy. And I was like, yeah, bitch, would you feel good being here? <laughs> She's like, I think you should sit here for like 20 minutes and let it go down. I was like, it's not going to go down. It's just the whole time I'm here, I'm going to have blood, high blood pressure. Let's just do this shit. Dude, I do. I, I think it's called, um, there's some, there, there's a name for that when your blood Stress. pressure. No, no. <laughs> no, like something about like, uh, uh, I don't know. I forget what the fuck name of it is, but it, it happens a lot where, dude, I had my blood pressure. It was like 190 over like 110. When, like, your heart is about to explode. And I was like, yeah, well, I, <laughs> I did walk three blocks. No, but like, you know, I, I, I feel I do the same shit. I've been told that before. What, um, what have you been reading? You said you've been reading books. I've been reading a lot. Okay, so I have some good recs. Um, I've been reading some trash and some good stuff. Um, I read No Filter, which is um, – it, it's by this girl who's the technology reporter for Bloomberg – news and she it's like the definitive book on instagram so like how instagram started all the way up until today it just came out um that was really great i read jessica simpson's autobiography <laughs> better than i thought it would be it's called open book it was great it was all this like information about all these dudes that she fucked um jessica simpson got it in man who did she what's her list of dudes um johnny knoxville um sorry she did not fuck him she had like sort of an emotional affair with him uh john mayer <laughs> Oh, okay. Long-term like relationship he's with John Mayer. Nineteen thousand women. He's pretty hot. I mean, I could see that. Yeah. No, I've seen. I saw her one time at a club in person, and she was absolutely gorgeous. I mean, it's so interesting when you see celebrities and you're and they are they never look the way they look on TV. They're either like way more beautiful or way less beautiful. Yeah. No. Some. Some. She radiated. I remember like just looking at him, being like, "What the f like." You know, it's hard to stand out in a club too, unless you're, you know, she had bottle service with sparklers, but it was, it was, uh, <laughs> dude, uh, who else? Where, was, where was this club? It was in New York. It was like okay. one Oak or whatever. And then, um, this was a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, I know. And then, uh, Alex Rodriguez was a beautiful man. Cool, so beautiful. I mean, he's like six, four, six, three, just shiny. I just remember what she like, smoke. My grandpa would tell me a story. He was in the elevator one time with Muhammad Ali. And he's just like, my grandpa, I was like, after the story, I was like, he might be gay. My grandpa might be gay. Because I think he would have fucked Muhammad Ali for sure. How he talked about it. He was just like, he glowed. He was gorgeous. It was like lightning. In a, yeah, he looked like it, he, was, he was lightning in a bottle. And his cock was huge. I remember my grandpa said that. He goes, he said the word cock. No, no. <laughs> I 
feel like sexuality is like a spectrum. I don't feel like anybody is like a hundred percent straight or a hundred percent gay. Like I feel like there are those people that like would go gay for certain people, like Muhammad Ali. Well, I feel like I can admire a cock, like a thick cock, or admire like a six pack or pecs and be like, wow, that's fucking that's great. That's a great combination you got going, bro. How would you feel about having a threesome with another guy if you didn't have to like touch the guy's dick but you're both like fucking the girl i mean i told you that's that's that was the story on your podcast when i did that (laughs) i forgot about that i gotta tell you your episode of girls gotta eat is one of the funniest episodes we have ever done i listened to it like 10 times i it's the only episode i go back and listen to and i am still laughing out loud in public there was something in the air that day where like I'm telling you, there's something about being in a studio, especially one that was like, that studio was like a little uncomfortable, like the seating, there was the guy right there. So it made us, I think, all like on the edge of our seats. Like, dude, people still go to me. They tell me about your pet fish. (laughs) Oh, what kind of fish did you have? A salmon. You claim to have a pet fish salmon growing up. So here's the thing. I, I, think that I don't like having guests in the room recording with like the sound person or something, but I do find when there's like a sound person, previously we had studios with a sound person in the room with us. I find that I'm funnier because I'm like performing for somebody else. Like I'm gauging if I'm being funny, but is that person laughing? Say, I mean, that, yeah, I think, I think it's definitely, there's something to be said about being uncomfortable for comedy. Just a little bit. Yeah, just, just a, a little bit. Yeah, I love you're it. You're sitting on a couch and you're just like, you know, a lot of people like that, especially with podcasts. They just want to hear you just be like, yeah, and then whatever, you know, it's it's cool. And yeah, Black Lives Matter and, and, and everything. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I could probably cut that part. But uh, but if something like about re- relaxing and just like, like not really like, like engaging and having fun, you know, uh-huh. I don't know. I, I, I. I that was an amazing episode. I, I did. I told the story. I had a five some with my buddy Kelly and he had sex with three girls uh, for like an hour. And I came by myself in the bathroom. On <laughs> Here's the thing. I was thinking about it not too long ago. And I was like, cause what happened was, is I was hooking up with one girl. Kelly was hooking up with two girls. I went in the bathroom cause I couldn't get an erection cause I was so nervous and scared. I think I came to protect myself like not protect myself like it was a defense mechanism because if i come then i have an excuse to leave i think it's probably like i'll make fun of you for this but i still think it's like a very high pressure situation i've never been naked with four other people and had to like perform like sex is so weird like if you watch other people have sex it's awkward it's weird it's uncomfortable you say weird shit your body does weird stuff like I can't imagine another three people being in the room. Dude, it's it's crowded in there. Yeah, it was. How uh, many be- Same bed? No, he was on the floor. Okay. All right. I would prefer that. Um, I had one threesome with another girl and a guy. And it was like so, I mean, even then it was just awkward. Like I didn't, I think people like grow up thinking like, oh, threesomes are so cool. Well, probably guys do. But like for me, I, I was just like. How did it go down? He did. He recorded your podcast. Yeah. Um, no, I was 19. It was like the longest. It was like 25 years ago. Was it his, um, Was it her boyfriend or your boyfriend? It was her boyfriend. 
Um, I would not recommend this. Uh, her and I were like friends. We went to high school together and, um, she was dating this guy that like I was kind of into and we like went to a bar one night, the three of us, and we went back to his place and I like let her talk me into a threesome because I just like kind of wanted to hook up with her man. And they were also like a newer relationship too. It wasn't like a very serious long-term thing, but um, it really like fucked them up. It like fucked their relationship up and it caused all these crazy jealousy problems. And I think that she was just like, couldn't let go of the fact that he like agreed to it even though she was the one that instigated it, she was like, well, you want to fuck other girls. Do you know what I mean? Like, she, yeah. it's, it seemed like a good idea when she was drinking, but, like, when she sobered up. And in the middle of it, I left. You Wait, what do you mean? So it's, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. you in the bathroom? No, it was worse than that. It was almost as embarrassing as that. Um, it's, like, 2 in the morning. I'm, like, hooking up. I think I was, like, I think they started to fuck and I'm like watching it. I didn't really want to hook up with her. Every time she like touched me, I kind of swatted her hand away. I'll hook up with girls. I just didn't want to hook up with that girl. Um, so they're like fucking. And I think that like all of a sudden I had this moment where I was like, what the fuck am I doing? What the fuck am I doing with this girl I went to high school with and her boyfriend? Why am I here? This is so uncomfortable. I do not want to like, I don't want to, I don't want to finish and then have to like look at each other uncomfortably. Yeah. So I freak out. I like panic. I get up in the middle of this and I can't find my shoes. All I, I can't find my clothing or my shoes, okay? <laughs> I grab my car keys and a blanket. I swear to fucking God. I grab my car. It's February. It's 2.30 in the morning. And I throw the blanket over my body in Pittsburgh, and I run to my car with my car keys. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What, what month is this? February. February. Oh end of winter. <laughs> There's snow on the ground. I am freezing. I have no shoes. You're shoe butt on. naked. You're butt naked with butt this. naked and like butt like pretty drunk at this point. I'm gonna get so I I'm, I'm in the car. I'm crying. I called my college roommate and she was like, "You have to go back and get your clothing. Like you're gonna drive home drunk, essentially. I mean, not that I would ever promote drunk driving, but um, you have to go back and get your shit. So I walk back to the apartment apartment and have to go back into the apartment to get my shoes and my clothing and look at the two of them. I didn't want to stick around for the end of sex. I had to go back after the sex and get my things. You know, you used to turn on the lights and you're like looking for all your stuff. It was so humiliating. Time out. So were they done when you came back? Yeah. I mean, they'd answer the door. So I guess they finished. And like, I don't even know if they realized I had left. <laughs> Like, I, I'm, like, knocking on the door. I have his blanket from his couch and my car keys in my hand. <laughs> you could have, like, what did you say? Did they go, did you just want to get out of here? Like, what did they say to you? Also, like, why are you stealing my blanket? Like, I literally have no idea what I said to them. I mean, everybody was drunk. It was so uncomfortable. I think I just, like, mumbled something and, like, grabbed all my stuff and left as fast as possible. I probably said I had to, like, get something from the car. But, like, it doesn't really make sense that I didn't take my shoes with me. I just... I was like, I have to leave this situation at all costs. I don't care. And then thank God my roommate like talked me out of it. And also then I had more time to sober up, but it was a fucked up situation. Yeah. Women, like, especially during the winter, you have maybe 15 things you need to grab. Totally. And I didn't want to even grab 14 of them. I like had my keys and my phone and his blanket and I left. <laughs> Dude. So did you ever hook up with that guy again? 
I did actually. So they broke up immediately. Like they had all the kinds of jealousy issues. Again, not like a super long-term um, relationship, maybe like a month or two, like six weeks. Um, they broke up because she kept saying, like insisting that he wanted to fuck me um, and had like all these jealousy issues. And then once like that relationship was firmly in the ground, I did keep hooking up with him. Did you remember that blanket? Like, did you, what, did it bring back memories? Did you fuck him at his place? I fucked on the blanket. <laughs> <laughs> did you stay friends with her? Or did she hate you? She did not really enjoy that part. <laughs> I, this also wasn't like a really good friend of mine. This was like a peripheral friend. Like, I would never do that to like a good friend of mine. This is a girl that like, friendly i went off to college we never spoke again really i came back to i came back to pittsburgh and we like ran into each other at the bars this wasn't like a good friend can i ask a question how long after they broke up did he write you and go hey that threesome was great uh the only thing that the problem was she was there I think it was like a couple weeks after they broke up because he was like in the same friend group as me. So we like were around each other a little bit. It wasn't like a random person. I'm not some like scumbag. But yeah, I, I mean, I, all I really wanted to do to begin with was fuck this guy. And I like got to do it. And it was great. He's like. And I don't think you did it knowing that they were going to fall apart. Right? No. I mean, I also <laughs> didn't bring it up. She, she's the one that wanted to do it. I feel like sometimes girls will test guys. And then the guy fails, <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> why did you test me? You know, I think that there's like a, a lot of things that seem like a really good idea at two in the morning when yeah. you're drinking that like, I'm always like, yeah, this won't, this won't be a big deal tomorrow when I have to go back to real life. I remember I was kind of dating this girl in Orlando and we were having sex or about to have sex. And uh, there was a friend over who was like six, five gorgeous man. And she's like, let's just have a threesome. And I was like, if he was 5'3 and disgusting, I'd let him, I'd fuck him, you know? You can't be naked in front of a six no, there's five not man. Be, yeah, dude, freaking, this guy was a special, like, beautiful. And uh, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, well, I mean, honestly, like, you, okay, so that's the other thing. That's the piece of advice I would give if, like, you're going to have a threesome with somebody is, like, the other person of the same sex has to be less attractive than you. So if you're a nine, they have to be, like, a seven. I'm good to bring into a relationship. You know, I'm the, you know, I'm, I'm. You froze on me. Uh, I'm good to bring into the relationship. Like, I'm, I'm not going to have sex better than your current man, but I'll have a good time and lighten the mood. You know what I mean? But after yeah, I leave, that's what your you love for each other is going to only be better. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> but you, you can't be bringing like supermodels in because you can't no. tempt your man or your girlfriend to be like texting the person afterwards for like repeat business when you're not around. Yeah, it happened with you. Yeah. But your number one skill is your beauty. So, you know, what can you do? It was fun. I, I like, uh, yeah, I feel like sometimes couples should just bring in disgusting people to have sex with just to, you know, bring a bond together. But Whatever um, gets your rocks off, man. I don't judge anything sexually that people do. Whatever makes you happy. Um, what else? Freaking, are you like missing performing? Are you like losing your mind? We had that idea for, or I had that idea for you. I think what it's a great idea? idea to- Remind me? Do the show- at Ashley's farm mm -hmm. and call it girls gotta eat a loser 
Yeah. And you do it out on the farm. It's spread out. You get barbecue. You have, you know, a good time. I think you're just looking for a scenario that Ashley and I can create for you where we will centralize a ton of women and you can come there. How dare you? I just know that that's what you want. If I happen to be in Delaware where I've never been before during that weekend, sure. Okay, but like you're not saying you won't definitely come. I mean, I might be in the area. Maybe. You can give people tractor rides. Yeah, I would give a tractor ride. I don't know how to drive stick, but no, but I think that's a great idea. I think like something like that could be so fun for you guys. Like, like a Mecca, like the girls will travel. If you build it, they will, they will come. I love the idea. I love the, I would never want to put people in danger. And I feel like we're still in the zone where like people are like kind of in danger of being around each other, um, drinking and being, I love the idea. I'm not opposed to it, but like maybe not right now. Yeah. Uh, I miss being on stage. I would do anything to be on stage. We were supposed to go back on the road in the fall. We're not sure that we're going to do that now. So we're getting back updates for it. Um, I mean, like the word on the kind of theaters that we're doing is that they're at 50% capacity. The staff is at 50% capacity, probably too. No one in the front rows, no meet and greets. I just don't know how much fun that's going to be, you know? I think it would still be fun. I think the people that do go are going to be so excited to be there. I just, mm-hmm. I, medically speaking, if I was like a doctor and a theater came up to me like, no, what you understand is like, yeah, the bar is open, but they're going to stay like over there and they're going to be over there and they're going to be like, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't stop the spread of the, like, it's like, oh, me either. Well, yeah, it's just and like you have these theaters that are fifteen hundred people, and even if they're fifty percent capacity, that's seven hundred and fifty people walking through the door together, going to the bar together. I think people would be amped. I would have a blast. I would love to be like on stage. I love our audience. You know how crazy they are. They're the most fun. They're wild. wild. I would love it. But uh, yeah, you know we're not going to do anything to put them in danger. So we'll we'll make the call when we have to. We're in constant communication with our agents. I know. I guess like. You pick the thing was is just two weeks ago you could pick states that had very low counts. There was literally no COVID, and that's yeah, we why we cho- we chose Utah and Nashville. And now they're like the number <laughs> one. Yeah, uh, we picked we picked Texas and Florida as our first shows. So we were gonna do um, Dallas as the first show where my dad lives. Uh, Houston, Austin, and then go to Florida and do Tampa, Orlando, and Miami. And then, yeah, it seems like they're going to be shut down. So, you know, we're, we're keeping up with it. I miss being on stage. I feel like, I feel like all these comedians like want to be on stage and we will figure out like some kind of alternative. Like none of us are going to stop touring for a whole year. Like we've been told like maybe like real touring isn't really going to like start up again until like the spring of 2021 like actual full capacity theaters. I just feel like we're going to figure out like a better way, whether it's like outdoor stuff, um, more well, digital People are stuff. doing that with cars. Like they, they're like uh Bert Kreischer is doing drive through tour. How do you think that is? Like, I don't know. I mean, I was talking to someone. I was like, when you hear a horn honk, that's this, that's the universal sound for get off the stage and stop talking. <laughs> ha 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 ha. Like that is the sound for, I hate you. Ha ha. Not funny, and I don't know. It's not. It's and what if you hear no horns? That's worse than hearing no laughter. 
I guess, yeah, to me, I'd rather just be on a digital screen than hearing all that stuff, you know, not be live in front of people. But I do respect that at least people are trying to figure out what the fuck to do. Because, like, I feel like comedy is, like, a muscle. you got to exercise it. Like, if you're not going to be on stage for a whole year, like, I think the fear is, like, am I going to be funny anymore? Like I said to Ashley yeah. the other day, I was like, am I still funny? You're still funny. That doesn't go away. If anything, this might make you funnier and more real and more in touch with yourself. I don't think... I, I, I have those feelings too sometimes, but I honestly feel like that. I don't know. I don't even want to have those thoughts. Cause that, are you writing? Are you like writing jokes? Yeah. I wrote a couple things um, that I think are pretty funny. I, I had a couple. Um, I don't know if I, I don't really want to give away the bits, but yeah, yeah you don't have to Corona stuff though. Uh, one thing's black lives matters in the sense of like, overdoing it with white guilt where it gets to the point where it's like can we just like can you just stop with that like you know the tone when you're ordering food from you know a black person like i was in jersey mike's and uh they were like turkey or ham i was like oh i would love turkey thank you so much for and it's like it's like i would love lettuce i would and it's like can you not like <laughs> like Thank you so much for the tomato. Hey, can you just treat them like, can you treat everybody like a person? The yeah, same, don't, you know? don't overdo it. I think a lot of us, we go the other way where it's like, then it doesn't feel genuine. And I feel like I would feel that if I was like, I'm a Jewish guy and some red, you know, some skinhead came in. He's like, thank <laughs> you so much for the matzah. Thank you. Thank you for the matzah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it feels placating. I see what you mean. It's like just, yeah, I'd rather. You I'm just. just I'm excited to get on stage and joke about like coronavirus and all the disgusting thing we, we all did while we were quarantined and all the disgusting decisions we made. The, I'm just, I'm excited to do that. Like disgusting how? Like with our own bodies? Yeah, like how far we all got pushed or, you know, that I, I blew a show guest. That was like really that. towards the end of this? <laughs> yeah, that was last week. So, you know, when it was safe to start giving blowjobs again. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. <laughs> it's uh yeah i i mean i was talking to this girl i so i do this like speed dating show i don't know if you even know but like on like monday and wednesday and friday nights well now just monday and wednesday but like at 11 o'clock and i go on speed dates i just have girls request and i go on like three minute dates you do yeah and i and i go on like six dates a night and uh it's getting like 500 to 900 people in the lives like stupid. this is amazing. Yeah, it's so fun, and I, you know, I have real connections. I make real connections with these with these women, and uh, 
but most of them don't live around here. But this girl the other night lives like five minutes away from here. This is and, so interesting to me. And it's uh, and so I was like, why don't we go on a real date? And then she hit me up in the morning, like literally the next day. And I was like, oh my god, like this is so bold of her. I love that. I love when a girl doesn't wait two days. She's just like, hey, what's up? Let's get coffee and hang. And it's like, oh, oh, all right. Like, I don't I ever wait. Huh? You never wait? I don't ever wait. No, because I just feel like you meet someone, you can tell if there's a vibe or not, you know? Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with, like, acknowledging that there was a vibe and being like, hey, let's chill. And, like, what's the worst thing someone's going to say to you? Like, ooh, gross. Or they're going to ignore you and then fuck that person. You know, like I, I see girls on dating apps a lot. They're like, I don't want to be the first person to ask him out. It's like, it's a dating app. That's what you're there for. Just ask the person out. And if they don't want to see you, then like, I think people feel that it's like a huge reflection on themselves if somebody rejects them, but it's like this person literally knows nothing about you. And if they rejected the way you look fine, you've, re- you've rejected the way other people look too. It's not, yeah. it doesn't define who you are as a person. And I don't want to be with someone that goes, they should have waited two days. I can't believe they didn't wait two days, dude. Like that shows she's over eager and boy, she must be crazy psycho. And, and so like, you know what I mean? Like, like I, I feel like people will like start to generalize in dating when I, I, I think what it says to me is like, Oh, she's not going to be um, in, in the future, like really anal about like have, cause I, I hate like um, scheduling. I'm not like, especially when I'm dating someone, I don't like being like, so we're going to go out Thursday night from seven to nine. We're going to go to this restaurant. We have to go to here. I'm more of a like, Hey, let's walk down the street and stumble into a tapas tapas place or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. I, I like that. That's, and that's yeah. how my brain works. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm looking for. So like, sometimes you'll go on a first date and a girl will be like, okay, yeah, I'm open two and a half weeks from now. Um, you know, and by then you're like, wait, what? Like, like it's hot now. Like right now. I like I like spontaneous um, plans just because like I stress out about long term plans. Like I hate that like Tuesday night I have plans. But if somebody texted me right now and was like, do you want to walk around and, like get some drinks? I'd be like, fuck yes, absolutely. And I think that there's like a fine line between being like desperate and overly available and just being like excited to see a person and down for whatever and i i don't know like how to call it but like i know you know it when you see it and like sometimes the only difference is between liking somebody and not liking them like i think if you don't like a person and they keep trying to see you it feels desperate it reads desperate but that's just because you don't like them so true it's so yeah true. i was i was and what's funny is she wrote me i wrote her back i go hey uh, I love the enthusiasm. Uh, I was like doing something. I was like, can we do it later? And she's like, yeah, I was being bold. Let's get coffee in the afternoon and be crazy. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's great. And then she didn't write me for like hours. And I was like, okay, well, um, you know, I convinced myself that she has a boyfriend and all this. And she's like, yeah, I was taking my mom to the hospital because uh, my dad oh, couldn't. And I was just like, oh, okay, well, that's a good excuse. Well, I always tell people that you should like, you should have a life that like you're really busy and you have interests and stuff to do. Cause like, it is so easy to spiral like that and start inventing all this crazy shit in your head. And it's like, I don't know, some people are just busy, you know, they just don't, I suffer from that. I suffer from the opposite. I suffer from being too available. And I do think it's like not a great trait. Like it's not a, it's not attractive trait in people. Like 
I am. Why I will, though? I will Why? T- Why is that not attractive? It's so fucking annoying. It's like, can't we just be available? Like, I just be. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm too available. First of all, I don't have a conventional schedule, so like, I don't. I'm not at a job nine to five like a normal person. I'm not available when I'm on the road. I just don't really think about people other than like me and Ashley and like the work we have to do. But I think that like I love texting and being silly and fucking around and like jokes, 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 jokes all day long. And um, I think, you know, it's nice to have a little bit of mystery sometimes in the beginning. And I'm really bad at creating that. Yeah, I think I fucked up because I was just like, she's like, I was like, yeah, maybe later. And then I was like, so one. Oh, no, maybe 12. And I wrote like three texts, like quick texts. Mm-hmm. But it looked like I wrote to myself, which you never, you never want to like answer your own yeah. or like, like replan before she plans. You know what I mean? Like I was like, oh, so after 12, actually, I can't do it till one. Uh, is one cool? Oh, how about like two? And then it's like, what do you what? Just like, just be cool. But I the know. fact is, like, dating is weird and it's awkward. And meeting new people is fucking awkward. Like, that's okay to, like, embrace the awkwardness. Like, not everybody has to be this, like, cool, collected, super busy, too above it to, like, get involved kind of person, you know? That's why, like, I was watching normal people and, like, everyone's like, God, he's so cool and quiet and so mysterious. And I don't know, when I get cool and quiet, I, I think the girl's, like, I don't, it doesn't feel authentic. It's just like, this guy is weird. Like he's not talk, like he's choosing not to talk. You know what I mean? Like, I guess there's some guys that you can sit at dinner. Like, I'm sure you've gone on dates where a guy doesn't talk much. He's just one of those guys that like. Oh, that's not for me. Yeah. I need like, like, I think like on a list of like, you know, everybody has their list of things they want. I want all the things like normal people want. I want like somebody who's like smart and fun and loyal and kind, all that shit, whatever. But, uh, for me, like the number one thing is like I need somebody that I have like funny banter with. I need like the constant crazy back and forth that you get with a lot of like New York City comedians. You know, like I just I love people that have like a ton to say. They're always like laughing. They're observing what's around them. I think like, that's very important to me. If I sat at dinner with you and like you don't really have much to say. If you don't ask any questions about what I'm up to, if you don't have any like leading questions, follow-up questions, if you don't offer me any information about your life, I will never go out with you again. I'm not here to like be your little clown and entertain you. Like you're here to entertain me and I'll entertain you. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I love when like, I, 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 I'm with you. I agree like a million, but that's exactly what I like. Um, it is funny when uh, when a girl will be like, a guy eventually will be like, you know, real quiet. And then an hour later, he's like, or maybe like a week later, he's like, yeah, I never told anyone this, but uh, I get sad sometimes. And you're like, oh my God, he fucking opened up to me. He told me he gets sad. And it's like, and it makes it so, I'll tell you, I'm sad before we even get appetizers. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> See, some- I think that people are always like, you know, when is it too soon to share like shit? I think right you away. Gotta, like read you got to read the room. Like sometimes it's too soon and sometimes I'll have dates with people where like I'll share my whole life story. It's just like you got to read the room. I don't mind talking about like politics and sex and religion if it's the right person. Yeah, dude, I've I've been on so many first dates and told them I got arrested for speeding on a jet ski in a manatee zone. And a lot of it is like I just want them to like me and that's how I envision people liking me by being self-deprecating and letting them in on a wild story 
Mm-hmm. But some people are like, why are you telling me you get arrested before, you know, fucking dinner's here? I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, you definitely can overshare, but that's what I like. I don't know. I don't think it's weird. I don't think it's ever like too soon. You just got to read the room. That's all. I just like some people you have that vibe with right away and you'll share that stuff with. <laughs> like I had this, I'm usually somebody who doesn't mind oversharing on a first date. Like I don't give a shit. I'll tell you whatever you want. But um, I went out with this guy in Australia when we were there in March performing and I met this guy at a bar and he asked me if I wanted to go out the next night. And it's just, you know, you're there for vacation sex. You know, you're only there for like 24 hours. So I met him at this like rooftop bar at the hotel and and we like have a drink. Oh, you love like, a roof. I do. I love a roof. Love I mean, who doesn't love a view? <laughs> so you meet him at a rooftop. Sorry, I didn't. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. No, it's okay. I met him at a rooftop bar at this hotel. And um, right away, he like launched into this whole conversation about like spirituality and religion. And like, I was just like, this is too soon for like the vacation <laughs> sex date. Like, can we not do this on this but date? He lives there though, right? Yeah, but I was vacation. Sex. I know, but he's not. He doesn't have vacation brain. <laughs> That's like he got groceries that day. He paid his taxes, and you're like, <laughs> can you just talk about eating my ass on top of an umbrella? <laughs> we just keep it a little bit lighter. Like if we're two minutes in, I don't need to hear about whether he was telling me that. Like, and by the way, he was great. We had a really fun time. He actually like did reel it back in. But like we were talking about whether or not he wants to have kids and get married within like the first fifteen minutes, and I was just like, "Can we just have like a casual roof date?" <laughs> he did eventually reel it in, and we had some crazy vacation sex. Um, Where did you it do it fun. in the hotel room? We did it at his place, and then we walked back to my hotel, and then we did it at my hotel again. Do you still talk to him? You know what's really crazy is um, we talked for a few days, uh, and then just like, sort of shut it down. I mean, all this the coronavirus stuff started. The minute I landed in the United States, like, we started quarantining, um, and there's just like no reason to talk to that person, but he texted me today. Really? Just randomly? Randomly. It was just like, you know, watching the news, see this shit's like getting crazy again in the United States um, with the coronavirus. Just wanted to like see how you were doing and like what you're up to. Um, it was like a nice conversation. It ended with uh, some nudes and uh, that was it. <laughs> some back and forth nudes? Yeah, some back and forth nudes. But mine are like nice, classy. Like I sent him like a bait. I was like, I-, I sent him like a bikini pic, you know? Yeah. I just listen. You can't be out here sending photos with your face in it and your naked no. body if you barely know a person. You know that's a crazy thing to do. Yeah, you know, back in the day, you could be like, oh, you know, I sent it all the way to Australia. It's all the way over there. You know, right, right. But like, I'm, you know, I'm so famous. I just, you know, I can't be yeah. out here setting myself up to get blackmailed. I don't know. It might be nice. It might to get blackmailed. Could only help you probably. I never send a nude that I would mind being leaked. It's like my body looks nice. I, I'm active. Yeah. I eat well. Like my body looks nice, but I would never put my face in any of the nudes just in case. Well, I mean, that's your number one skill set. It's my face. Yeah. The, my below, uh, my the, above the neck beauty. <laughs> the Australians, like, are they're hot men. They're cool. probably the hottest men, I think. If I had to rate them, they're all lean. Like they all have insane bodies they have that accent which make you know the dumber the american woman the more they fall for an accent within seconds uh-huh. I mean, even a smart american like any woman they hear like when i lived in florida there would be like australians or english guys in the bar 
And no, no knock against Florida girls, but they heard that accent and it was, they, you, you might as well think this guy was a billionaire with like six foot eight and a huge cock. No, this was like an ugly English man. Okay, English and uh, English and, and Australian, Australian are, different. are totally different yeah, to me. Yeah. But um, I have like such a weakness for Australians. Actually, the last I was I was saying this the other day to somebody. I like had this. I was like, holy shit! In the last like year and a half, I've like dated or hooked up with, like five people, slept with or dated five people. Three of them are Australian. One of them lived in Australia. I have like you hooked a up very... with two Australians in in New York. How did you meet them? One of them is my neighbor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, and one of them, I the actually... guy you met on the roof. Yeah. Another roof. All you need is an Australian, <laughs> a roof, and a penis. I mean, what? That's all the good stuff in life. I agree. I feel like Australian too. Like they have this way of their life. Like, yeah, hey, all right, yeah, well, to thirty years old, we're just gonna travel and and be hot and uh, just. You know, just live life and smile, and it's like there is a lightness to people yeah. that are Australian that does not exist in other cultures, and they are still like really smart. But like so many people in Australia grew up on the water, they grew up in like nice cities. They're they're educated, but there just is like a lightness to people in Australia, like a natural lightness that I really enjoy. I know, especially when you live in New York. Like I'm already feeling so much lighter being outside in New York. Like, you know. Um, I I got back yesterday from being upstate and I was like, fuck this. I hate it here. <laughs> I mean, listen, the best thing about New York, I'm not like, this is like a hot take. The best thing about New York is that you go to comedy clubs and go to restaurants and bars and there's great shopping and there's people around. And everybody meets interesting and fun. Well, not everybody, but a lot of them. And it's like, when I can't do any of that stuff, it's just a dirty city full of buildings and I don't really want to be here. Where would it. you live? Like, I was thinking about this the other day. If it wasn't L.A. or New York, what city, what are your top three cities that you would literally think that you could live in? Um, I would love to live in Sydney, um, in Bondi Beach. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like your phone is just so many Australian, like, hot men. Just I like them. Yeah, you do. Um, I love Sydney. I would live in Bondi Beach if I lived in Sydney. I wasn't even thinking outside of America. Wow, this is like a whole... This in America, it, it really is probably the only place outside of America that I would live, I think, that I've been to and would live. Um, I really love Charleston. I'd live in Charleston. I'm a it's fan one of my all-time all time favorite cities. Um, I love it there. I would live there. I could probably live in Austin. I really, live, I really enjoy Austin. I enjoy Chicago. I enjoy San Francisco. And I enjoy the people in those cities. That's important. So there's like some cities where I don't love the people, so I wouldn't necessarily live there. And I don't care to um, insult anybody, so I'm not going to elaborate on that. Where would you live? I, I was thinking uh, Austin, which, but I feel like at this point, Austin is like not that – interesting and like everyone i feel like that's like such a i mean their traffic's horrible like there's over pollution overpopulation like there's a ton of home well, i don't know it's hot as fuck during the summer but lake austin was cool and people seem to be pretty chill um, people are cool there people are really laid back there it's great food scene it's a great drinking scene yeah i i had great shows in austin some of my favorite shows i think were at cap city there um San Diego, uh, and then I was thinking Miami. I'm from Florida. 
my parents mm-hmm. live down there. Miami's hot. It's like a fun place to live. It's on the water. Um, I don't know. I don't know. And then uh, where else? There was one other place. I, I think that was it, though. That was pretty much it. I don't want to live in cold weather anymore. I don't either. I think one of the coolest things about comedy, though, is that we've gotten to, like, go to, like, I've been to every city in the United States that's, like, a major city, and I would have never, ever gone there. Like, I wouldn't know that, like, Minneapolis was so fucking cool because I never would have gone there. I wouldn't have spent a lot of time in, like, San Diego for any reason. Um, But you and Ashley, like, you're at the point, and, you know, I'd love to get there, but you literally are already at the point where you could make a living from anywhere in the world. If you chose that, you didn't have to, like, record in person with Ashley, which I'm sure, you know, by doing this, I'm sure you've looked at your numbers for the podcast to see if it's gone down because of that. I haven't seen that much of a decline due to Zoom versus being in person. Uh, So you really could live anywhere. It's an interesting, because I thought about that. Like, I'm not there yet financially, I don't think where I could just pick another city. And then part of me thinks, well, would if I did move to a place like Nashville or whatever, would people stop thinking I was as interesting because I didn't live in New York or LA? Would I miss out on things? Um, I think you, I think for, I think, I mean, I'm not on stage doing like comedy at comedy clubs like you are. I think that like New York is the place to be if you want to do that. But yeah, I've found, actually I have never recorded remote. We always refuse to record with guests remotely so we've always sort of been at bay with people scheduled and when they're going to fly to new york i have learned through this how to do remote interviews but i will say i just enjoy them better in person like we've actually done three we've done three in-person interviews we're doing our third one today um and it's just such like a joy to like be with people on the couch to like sit around with them and bullshit hang out and then have them like hang out after and it's just it's I mean, you know, it's just like a different vibe to like dick around with people in person. No, it is. I like it better. I just like, I don't know. I kind of love the idea of just doing a podcast and living in a city that, I don't know. I Sometimes I just want to change. I was in New York for 10 years. I know you were there, I think, just as long, if not longer, right, in New York? I've been here for 12 years, 12 and a half years. Um, yeah, I'm with you. If I move somewhere, it'd be somewhere warm, somewhere on the water, probably. That's why I really, um, I like coastal cities. Same, uh, Charleston's like my perfect city. Cause I think it's like cosmopolitan enough. It's laid back enough. The weather's good. You're on the water. I love it. The manor, pretty sexy. Yeah. yeah Char- Charleston down there. My buddy Aaron's from there. I, I, I've, I've visited Charleston, uh, three times and it is, it's quaint. It's nice. It's, uh, Danny McBride lives there who I'm obsessed with. So. I think we'd be best friends like within a week, you know, for sure. How would you find him? Just on I would, Instagram? I would just ask around. I'd go to the local bait shop and just be like, hey, have you seen a curly hair guy What's with a goatee? Yeah. <laughs> I'd say we start up our own podcast network somewhere in Charleston and we just rent a building just and we all hang out all day. We have like a, a popcorn machine and, um, and uh, one of those machines where you get, you know, the toy. You know, and, yeah, it'll be uh, you and your harem of women, all the women that have helped you, like not me, but Ashley and Corinne and Nikki. So, where can they find you, Raina? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I am the co-host of Girls Gotta Eat podcast, new episodes every single Monday on uh, iTunes and Spotify and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Website is girlsgottaeatpodcast.com. Instagram is girlsgottaeatpodcast. And then, of course, my Instagram is reina.greenberg. Um, there's two Raina Greenbergs. I'm the one with the larger following. Of course. I honestly wanted to actually, uh, we could do this another time, but I wanted to talk about, uh, whatever. I hate when I do this. I always do this. I always say bye. And then I'm like, so let's talk about this real quick. And then, and then you know, it's, it's like, like, remember like tapes, remember at the end of tapes, if you listen to tapes for like 20 extra minutes, there was like a bonus track at the end. <laughs> Song 41 for Dave Matthews. Hell yeah. Or uh, Green I was thinking Day. about the Green Day Dookie album. Yeah, yeah Green Day. I'm alone. I was all by myself. No one was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking of you. Yet did I mention I was all by myself. Remember all that? All by myself. Okay, what all did you want to ask me? I mean, I guess we can. I guess, yeah. Okay, might as well. Can I mean, it's one not, more question and then I'm going to go get my laundry. Yeah, it's not even like that big of a question. It was just like the idea of like you, before you got into comedy, you were like a food, like, blogging machine on instagram why did you start doing that taking pictures of food and how did you turn that into an insane amount of people to follow you like what was it about a lot of i think a lot of it was like right place right time i was like an early adopter to instagram um i always worked in the food world i was like a waitress a manager i managed restaurants for danny meyer um i went to culinary school so i've always like been into food um and i just used to take all of my free time and money like went to restaurants, like cheap stuff, like affordable stuff um, and approachable things. It's all I ever cared about when I traveled. It's like, that's what I wanted to do was like learn about food. And so I was like, I guess I should put these photos somewhere. And a girlfriend of mine was like, you should start like a food Instagram. And I was like, what kind of loser has a food Instagram? <laughs> like, that's crazy to me. Like who would do such a thing? I think this was like 2013 or 14, probably 2014. And, um, yeah, I started putting them on Instagram and I don't know. I think that like my food photos got like 15 likes as opposed to like a photo of me that got like five or 10. I was like, oh, cool. This is neat. And I just had a lot of content because I was going to new restaurants pretty much like, I don't know, three, four times a week. I was just like made a list of like cool shit I wanted to do in New York and I just was doing it and taking photos of it. Um, within about six months, I had amassed like 10,000 followers and then I think like social media and marketing started changing where like a lot of ad agencies and PR companies were like, oh, we should use social media to like push products. The fashion world was the first, like Instagram really, if you want like a little nerdy history of, of, of Instagram. You did just they, read the book, no filters. <laughs> no filter. Um, they really focused on fashion and not food, but restaurants started figuring out they could promote their dishes through Instagram for free by just inviting like influencers in to eat. And that was like a very new concept. So I was like getting free meals at restaurants for posting a photo. And I was like, this is dope. And then within eight or nine months, I had a hundred thousand followers and it just like ballooned from there. Was there an article but that like blew it up or was it just over time? Just like a little bit here and there. I was early on. I was one yeah. of the first. 
I had good content. I had constant content. Um, I just think it was like a unique thing back then to have a food Instagram account. Now it's not that unique. But then I also pivoted and tried to always like do better. So like I bought a camera, I learned how to shoot, I built a website. So like that stuff lived forever. Um, I was just always trying to like be better. And then I would see that all these like influencers were being invited to the same restaurants. And so I wanted to like not have the same photos as everybody. So I started messaging restaurants and be like, can I come in? This is my platform, whatever. So I was like giving people better content. I started traveling a lot and doing like a bunch of deals with like tourism boards, um, Delta, American Express, people like that. And then, then you get like sponsored brand deals the way that like a magazine would get us get an ad, you know? I'm surprised the Food Network show hasn't like, or maybe they already have, like you'd be great on that as like a host of one of those, like driving, you know? Yeah. Thanks, Andrew. I know. And then it just stopped being less sort of enjoyable. And I started to feel like I need the next thing. Like, I don't know what it's going to be, but like, I can't be a 30 year old food blogger. And like, because the money was just inconsistent. Like I just never knew like when I was going to make money. And that personally made me feel really stressed out at the age of 30. Like my brother was getting married and I felt like I, I can't even afford like a gift for him, like buying the wedding dress, the, the bridesmaid dress and having to like fly there, get a hotel, all that like was stressing me out. And I started to feel like, I don't want to live like this. Like what's the next thing that's more actionable. Um, and then I went on this press trip and that's where I met Ashley. And she said to me, you know, I've been working on this concept for a podcast. I just thought it might be a cool idea. And I was like, yeah, I'll do a podcast. And that was it. We, we started the podcast and I quit the food blog one year later. Isn't it so awesome to like, you didn't know why you were doing the food blog. You just did it. You just worked. And I don't know. There's something amazing about like building a following through hard work and um, I don't know. And, and never, and not really knowing why you're doing it. And then it just comes together. Like the world's just like, Oh, by the way, you were doing this so you could eventually reach, you know, thousands of people uh, and share your story about blowing a guy on a roof. You know what I mean? Like, there's something people beautiful message to me that. And they're like, I think people message me and they're like, how do I find my next passion? How do I become this like big sensation in X field? And it's like, I didn't start off to do that. I was doing something I liked that I was good at. And because it was genuine, I think it took off. And because people could see that I enjoyed it, they followed it and like it was sort of this cyclical thing where I, I thought people were following it. And then I was like, okay, I have to be better at this. I have to be different. I have to do the next thing, change, push, do better. And so like, I kept doing that. Like I yeah. didn't wake up one day and decide like, I'm going to be one of the largest food and travel Instagram accounts in the country, which it was, it was huge. And I just did what I liked and like the money came after that, but it was a calculated risk. I had a full-time job. I worked at Amazon. I wasn't like doing this full-time. Yeah. Well, there's something to be said about when people are like, well, I can't have a full-time job and do this. It's like, yeah, you can. If anything, you're going to be more motivated to work within those three to four hours that you get a day than if you had 12 to 14 hours to do whatever the fuck you wanted. I think. At least that's how I work. Um, I don't know. It's I agree. I was super miserable for like a while. I was like doing, I was at Amazon all day and then I was like running around at night trying to like get content and meet people. And it was just like, I was so miserable, but like I, it was like a means to an end. Like after a few months, I was like, I have to choose, you know? Well, there's also th something to be said about, I feel like 
um, comics and a lot of people will look at like influencers and write them off like, oh, whatever, they're just influence. And there is hard work behind it. And not only is there hard work behind it, that person is aware most of the time that they're just in it, like that they're not doing rocket science. You know what I mean? Like you were like, what am I going to be a fucking food blogger? But you enjoyed it and you did it. But you're aware just as much as the person critiquing that kind of person. I don't know. I'm just saying, if you're going to talk shit about influencers, why don't you fucking go out and do something, motherfucker? I mean, you could talk shit on anything, but like, it was fun. I I enjoyed it. I met people. I made money. I like pivoted. I did the next thing. I mean, you can make as much fun of it. Like, I do think I had friends that like really rolled their eyes and thought it was fucking stupid that I was like taking, taking because my brother did like that allowed me to leave my full-time nine to five, write my own schedule. And I have never been in an office since 2015. So who's fucking laughing now? We are in Charleston, motherfucker, with (laughs) Danny McBride. <laughs> Dude, I love you. I'm so glad uh, we got through our rough patch of three and a half hours. Um, love you. I do. I do. I can't wait to hug you in person and uh, sit on that couch with you. I know. I can't wait to have you here. I love you. Um. All right. Well, be and we well. get tattoos again. I actually wanted. I need another tattoo. I need one really badly. Oh, your cat. <laughs> we got these together. I got jackpot. She's got girls got to eat. We went to the shadiest place. They didn't even have ink. They were like, uh, you mind if, uh, can you, did you bring ink? Did you bring a knife? <laughs> that place didn't even have like a bed to lay on. Like what were, we definitely got hepatitis so shitty. that day. <laughs> it was so shitty, but I'm ready to go back. I'm ready for more tattoos. As soon as you are, let's go get more. All right, let's go to like a cool place and actually get like fucking dope ones. Yeah. Maybe Pack, like, like a unicorn, like with both of us on top of it. I'm going to get you riding a unicorn on my butt. I want to, oh, I want to be that unicorn so bad. On Riding my butt. Hell yeah, girl. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. All day. All day. Love you. Love you. Puddles, Bye. Everybody now puddles, puddles. Puddles, 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 everybody now puddles, puddles, everybody get up because you get down. If you're getting too close, you know you're getting wet. If you're getting too close, you know you're getting wet. You're standing in deep, you're getting real wet. You ain't that deep because you're kind of shallow. Shallow in the brain and shallow in your heart. You'll never get that deep inside the water, girl. You'll never get that deep. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, puddles. Everybody now puddles, puddles. Everybody get up because you get down. No, when you're standing in the puddle, you don't know where to go because you're so deep. You don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know how wet I am because I'm so wet. That's who I am. I'm so wet. Wet. I'm so wet. I'm so wet. I'm so, so, so wet. Now, come on in. Puddles, puddles. Puddles, 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 everybody now puddles, puddles, everybody get up because you get down and then everyone will come over here. Yep,
Tanpa.